Today on the pod, we're going to review Hellboy, the film that has brought Old Red back to the big screen. We're also going to be reviewing Guava Island, Donald Glover, is there anything that boy cannot do? Well, we'll find out in this review. And finally, we go into all the nerdic galactic details about what happened in Star Wars Celebration and summer loving, why the hell are we getting this prequel? So we decided to talk a fuckload about prequels. Enjoy. In a cloud where there are already too many film podcasts, you have to ask yourself, what's the harm in one more? Two ordinary men armed with unqualified opinions. Talk Filmy to Me. Hello, welcome to the Talk Filmy to Me podcast, the film podcast about news, entertainment, general pop culture. This is episode 66. And apologies, it's a couple of days late, but hey, better late than never. Star Wars celebration, everything in between of that, led me to have the only guy, my Jedi, my Obi-Wan, you are my only hope, James Hannon. How are you doing, pal? Oh, mate, even better now for seeing some of the uh, Star Wars stuff being released over the last few days. I've been a busy boy over the last couple of weeks. For the uninitiated, Jamie Hannon is a astrophysicist who appears yeah. a lot in, in local media Essex I have Radio. again this week actually yes mm. and uh, you've been, I can imagine you've been quite busy because of ye old black hole photo black hole image <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> that used to mean so much difference yeah. when we were kids very different yeah <laughs> I mean some of the great stuff about that is that a lot of people have been complaining about it being blurry <laughs> I think that's the age of you know when um, be, oh do you see that new TV as well that Sony released as well the 16k one which yes. is I two floors high as yeah, well yeah I bet the but, black hole looked good on that yeah but you can imagine people are used to crystal clear images now so a bit of blurriness um, yeah causing them a, a, a little bit of concern but uh, in the science world you know they've basically taken an image of someone reading, reading a newspaper in New York City from a cafe in Paris you know yeah. That's the comparison. If it's a bit blurry, it's still fucking impressive. Yeah, I've got to say, um, what's his name? Old uh, Christopher Nolan got it right with Interstellar, right? Oh, you look at his interpretation of a black hole. Yeah, I mean, he, he was working with a, a scientist whose name oh, escapes me at the moment. But Batman? Like, Batman's uh, a scientist. Yeah, yeah probably Batman. Um, <laughs> but scientifically, like Interstellar was the, the most accurate model of a black hole to date. As in, papers were written based on the mathematical models used in Interstellar. Well, incredible. And uh, yeah, I think, I mean, a while back, anyone who, was, who listened back in the old days, uh, me and Jamie done a special mm. specifically about uh, science and film, about yeah. how some of the science that's been used is uh, grounded in reality and some complete on, bollocks. Well, yeah, yeah. Part three or four. Yeah, yeah, yeah we should probably yeah. revisit that. That'd be yeah, quite yeah. cool to do. Uh, but anyway, let's, you mentioned it right at the start, Star Wars Celebration. Let's just kick straight into news. Yeah, got to. News. So, Star Wars Celebration it is an event that has basically been hyped up over the last six mm. months. I think it's fair to say, though, that after the reception of The Last Jedi and the fact that Marvel has been absolutely smashing it and the build-up to Endgame and stuff, probably a bit of a subdued style of celebration, to be fair, in terms of, like, I'll be honest, I wasn't necessarily looking forward to hearing anything about this. Mm. I was, I've kind of like, I just want to see episode nine just happen and go. But i got to confess, when this trailer dropped, I went from being... It had my curiosity, Mm -hmm. it grabbed my attention, and then it grabbed me by the balls, like... There's something transcendent about this trailer. What's your what's your take? Yeah, I mean, I think JJ's got back to the the bare bones of it, hasn't it? Mm. It's got the 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 anticipation. It's got those amazing landscape scenes that you expect from Star Wars. The tension building in the music, the little subtleties, things like you know the laugh at the. I mean, I mean, it dropped at what about quarter past six here in the UK? Yeah. And I think within minutes, we were all messaging each other, weren't we? Like, was that the Emperor's laugh at the end? You know, things like that. We were, you know, it yeah. grabbed us and got us talking about it. Not in a, oh, right, I'm going to have to go to the cinema, just get this over and done with, like, ripping off a plaster or mm. Band-Aid in America uh, for our <laughs> American viewers and listeners. Um, but no, uh, we were suddenly, like, all excited, which I think after the disappointment of The Last Jedi and, you know, we've talked about that at length, um <laughs> You know, it just, you know, I, th- I think this is an opportunity. I mean, the fact it's called The Rise of Skywalker, hopefully, you know, that that sm- small section where Luke Skywalker was evil again, you know, like, you know, considering killing his own nephew, which then launched Kylo Ren's, I don't know, Death Star career or whatever. <laughs> uh, he starts his new career, his yeah, CV. Yeah. When did your career turn? Oh, it was when my, my uncle tried to kill me yeah. because uh, he sensed a bit of evilness in yeah. me and yeah. in a moment of weakness, as yeah. he keeps describing it. And it was just a smelly fart. I don't know why he thought I was evil. Uh, <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, I'm hoping this is going to go full circle. Yeah, now, I mean, actually. yeah, look, Ryan Johnson, for, for better or worse, uh, put a, <laughs> he put a new law into Star Wars and yeah. some people, like Jamie, are very much against that new law. Some people, like myself, 
I wouldn't agree with it, but can let it live to an extent. But I think there's a lot of retconning here. The fact that um, in the trailer you see JJ literally piece together the helmet, pardon the pun, yeah. of uh, of Carlo Ren yeah. to kind of say, you know, kind of fuck you. Yeah. Uh, also, I do think that they're going to completely redcon um, Ray's heritage. The name Rise of Skywalker, which is really, really kind of an oxymoron if you consider how the story is at the moment, that mm. there is no Skywalkers left that we're aware of. Yeah. And that's uh, this supposed to be the end of the Skywalker saga. Yeah. I, I'm a little bit complex with this because I was thinking maybe there was more of a hidden meaning behind it. For example, Kylo Ren is half Skywalker. Because you may be making a reference towards that and he actually wins out the day and I, evil wins. I think that Carlo Ren is beyond redemption at this point. Yeah, but no, what I meant is maybe the light side of the Force doesn't win. Oh, I see. And actually the Rise of Skywalker is actually, it's completed full circle and he's gone back to evil and, and, and evil wins. But then I started thinking about previous titles and if you think about Return of the Jedi, yeah, that was really obvious, the Jedi return and won. So maybe there isn't, he didn't mean behind it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, there is something interesting about the whole concept. Maybe mm. the term Skywalker, because in the Last Jedi in particular, mm. they're trying to basically say it's not black and white. It's not just yeah. you're either a Jedi or a Sith. There are shades of grey, mm. and Rey is kind of the. She is all of the. She is all of our some of our yeah. parts. Even Luke says in the trailer, "Every generation has led to you," mm. and maybe she starts to form her own path. She starts to form her own. Movement. A little bit of this, a little bit, a little of, that. bit of this, a little bit of that. And maybe yeah. the terminology used for that that new culture mm. is called Skywalker. Yeah, because maybe. She's, she's got all these texts, hasn't she? I mean, let's be honest, they're big books. They're not page turners. N- no, probably Yoda. not. You know, so she's, I wonder if, you know, there was a lot of discussion. You know, would she have been able to work her way through all that material in that time to become the ultimate Jedi? Who knows? But I mean, it's, you know, it's following that same pattern of titles as well, isn't it? Return of, sorry, Revenge of the Sith. Beginning with our. Return of the Jedi. <laughs> you know, the rise of Skywalker. Um, and I'm sure there's going to be some sort of clever thing where you can piece together all the titles and it tells you something. It's maybe, like... maybe. One of the things which I'm kind of disappointed about, mm. and they've confirmed that that laugh is the Emperor. In mm. fact, at Star Wars Celebration, the actor who plays the Emperor came out yeah. afterwards, looked the whole crowd deadpan and went, play it again. And he played <laughs> the trailer again. And it's just like, I mean, all it takes is certain certain tones, mm. certain words, certain combination of pictures yeah. to all of a sudden resonate in an audience of so much heritage. All yeah. of a sudden, you had the feels, you had that score swelling, you had that build up, you had what sounded like really dodgy panting at the start, but yeah. all of a sudden, you know, you you felt at home. And, which... Jay, and JJ's not af- uh, afraid of of a going in a new direction, but also picking off the picking up the the key parts of. The heritage of a, of a thing about Star Trek, for example, yeah, you know, um, and you've got you know the Khan stuff like that, and you had like rather than Spock dying, you know, it was flipped. it was the switcheroo, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. you know there was a, a a tip of the cap to the the heritage that was already there, and I do wonder if, like for example, in the books, which have not really played a part in, in any of the new Star Wars universe films, but the Emperor was cloned. Yes. Um, either that or he just survived. <laughs> yeah, or he's. you can have Force Ghost, why not yeah. Sith Ghost? The only, here's something with the Emperor, right? Here's what kind of... You, at the end of Solo, and Disney slash Lucasfilm have come out and said, this is going to be the last Star Wars film for a while. Three to four years at least, which means that whole, mm. like, Boba Fett movie, spin-off trilogies, yeah. all that sort of stuff, is clearly either on hold or at least shelved for a a period of time before mm. they decide what the next move is. In that last endeavour, Solo, they brought back a character who was presumed dead. Spoiler alert, skip forward 15 seconds, Darth Maul was, uh, was, yeah. was uh, spoke about again. Now, you've, why bring him back to not touch on that narrative uh, at some point in the near future for yeah. Star Wars endeavours? And you're now bringing another character who is presumed yeah. dead back into the forte. And I just I, I don't understand the logic, but it's just, let's let's try and get as many of the original characters back so people like it again. Well, speaking of original <laughs> characters, we got the sea Lando in. He's oh, uh, is he, he is wearing an outfit which is very similar to Donald yeah. Glover in Solo, right? It's yeah. pretty much like it could have been taken out of that wardrobe just to sort of connect some dots there. It's great. I mean, I, I think that's uh, I think that's I think a lot of fans are going to like that. I right, let's see. Here's my another another. I sound so negative on this, but. He auditioned to be in The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, apparently, anyway, if you Google it, there's lots the of stories. He was going to own the casino. He was going to own the casino, yeah. And he wasn't as smooth as 
they would oh. like him to have been. I mean, Father Time has has gotten to him. Let's have a look at his his CV. <laughs> Star Wars, you know, I, I, I might be wrong. I haven't got it open in front of me, but nothing shoots to mind. nothing shoots to mind what he's been into. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but that being said, he, you know, if you follow him on Instagram, it's the most charmingest fucking thing to follow him on. Instagram. Oh really? Yeah, because he's he's constantly in a gym. <laughs> but the thing is, though, like he's obviously of a certain age, so there's not much he can do. So he is literally just just like lifting two kilogram weights trying to pump iron sort of thing um, but anyway look I am really really hyped for this now yep. it, it cranked it up to 11 um, and I, this is this is finally really mm. the the new cast I yeah. mean it's not it's not relying on nostalgia to I'm an extent not, I've only got one question though yeah why is Star Wars Celebration Day not on May the 4th I know it's kind of weird right it, there must be a reason I don't know what it is but when you said it's Star Wars Celebration Day I was like but it's not May the 4th. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I, know. I just assumed it would be. But. I know, and it's only in the last few years they've made it a big thing. Yeah. Um, but, and, you know, who knows what we'll, we'll hear about in the near mm. future. But let's keep talking about... So that's that's Star Wars. Let's keep on the Disney train. So Disney yeah. um, hosted a press event, and we've been talking about the TV wars, which is forming, which is basically Game of Thrones now when it comes to TV yeah. wars. You've got Apple TV coming out very, very soon. You've got Netflix currently sitting on the throne. Apple TV, though. I just I can't see what they can offer. I just can't see. I know they've got a lot of money behind them, but I, like you've got Netflix and then you've got this new Apple service being launched. I mean, let's be honest, Amazon's a bit meh. Amazon becomes indispensable because of everything else as yeah. part of the Prime package. Yeah. Amazon Prime on its own, not that good. No. And they've at least got volume. Apple yeah. do not have volume. No. So they've got, to, in my opinion, they've got to give it away. Yeah. If you're an iPhone customer, you have access to Apple TV. That should yeah. be the, the, the way yeah. to play and then And then you stage it, don't you? Then build up and then go, oh, now to unlock these things, you know. And once you're in, you've got a streaming service and you use it, you know, when they increased the price of Netflix a couple of years ago, we all paid it, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, yeah. How many customers did they lose? None. They gained. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, it, so I, I think it's easy. There's to a new. That. There's a new landscape forming. A new world. Mm. A new. A new war to be fought for for your attention. Yeah. And as mentioned, Netflix are killing it still at the moment. Yeah. Even though they're going to lose a bunch of their original content when the Disney service picks up. But um, anyway, that aside, obviously Netflix holds holds the house at the moment. Mm. Uh, Apple News, Apple TV, sorry, is is kind of what you know, it'll be. What it will be. Uh, Amazon Prime picking up, but it's fair to say it doesn't have the market share. Now Disney have announced. Obviously, we know about Disney Plus, but they started talking more about the original concept and start talking about the content that's going to be on there and start showing you screenshots from this. Now, the, here's the USPs to it. Price wise, it's going to be around six ninety nine a month or seventy dollars a year. Yeah, I think similar, it's a, similar to Netflix. Yeah, similar sort of pricing structure for that. It's going to have the entire Disney back catalogue, and they're going to have a commitment to release new films mm. within a short period of their cinematic release. So all their feature length movies yeah. are going to be on this. Yeah. So that's going to kill off their DVD industry, isn't it? But I suppose that's all. It's, it's dying. It's, it's dying anyway, oh, right? DVD, sorry, <laughs> two thousand six phone. Um, <laughs> sorry, Blu rays and stuff. So I'm guessing they. That's going to kill that off slightly. Yep, and I don't. I mean, they also own Hulu, and okay. in the states, Hulu's got a a the, business is model. That the Walking Dead Hulu? No, it's AMC. Oh, it's AMC, yes. But um, Hulu is kind of like a, a pick and mix kind mm. of system where they encourage you to dip in and out. So if okay. there's a big sporting event, you can subscribe to Hulu, get ESPN Plus for a bit, and a bit like Now TV. Yeah, it's it's the Now TV. <laughs> we're not getting sponsored by any of these people. No, by no, the way. no. Like, no. We're getting no money for this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but essentially, you've got Disney, which are hoping mm. to get you for that year, and they're hoping to give you the carrot of stuff like Marvel movies mm-hmm. will be on that streaming service within a few weeks of being from the cinema so you're getting them months before they're able to buy on those things you've also got yeah. the original TV shows they're putting together there is going to be a Star Lady Wars. in the or oh, Star Wars Star Wars one yeah. Lady in the Tramp is being live action remade at the moment and it is going to go straight onto the service it's not going to do cinemas um, I feel like that could be R rated <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to be no R rated yeah, you've got, you got, you got two dogs there you know what do dogs do <laughs> they all go to heaven Jamie. if they get real dogs unless they CGI I'm like Lion King I guess but <laughs> do you think this is the start I mean do you think people will look back in this in 20 years time and go this is the point that cinema began to die I mean cinema's got a bit of resurgence at the moment you know you've got much bigger comfier chairs you know you can take a beer in take a hot dog you know you're taking some artisan made food you've got some like these little unique cinema chains opening up yeah um you know, but is it possibly the death of the big Odeons and 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 uh, obviously why you still got the Oscars? Maybe not, but I I, I it disagree. Could be a turning point. 
I I respectfully disagree. I think it's just something people say. Films mm. are making more money than ever, and they're making that money out. Yes, okay, there is an argument to say that the cost of going mm. is increasing, and you're, you're definitely right in saying that. But you know, you don't make a billion dollars worldwide if cinema's dying. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, but I think you know, also, unlimited cards are start an hour thing. I mean, that, that I think that's a, that was a clever move, but I do wonder with like you know prices of everything else increasing, wages not increasing as much. Yeah, people prefer to stay at home these days. They spend a lot True. of money investing in their homes. But they say millennials prefer experiences, and cinemas are about the experience. And things yeah. like 4DX are now. I don't, yeah, don't get me wrong. When I see Star Wars for the first time, I watch it 4DX. That's a, that's a routine, you know. I will, you know, I would, I would much rather watch Star Wars in 4DX than at home. Um, when I, you know, I, and there are certain films I will want to see in the cinema. Endgame, I will want to see that in the cinema. Hell um, yes. So, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But I do wonder, would it be as big as it is now? That's very true. Time will tell mm. on that. Um, so, anyway, that was the, the Disney Plus stuff. There was a bunch of other news items I wanted to cover um, towards the end of last week. And a lot of that stuff's kind of redundant now. So, let's just talk about a couple of things just to, to tickle the senses on that. You talked about The Lion King. Mm. Uh, what do you think of the trailer, the, the live one? I, I, do you know what? I, I went into it thinking I'm not going to enjoy this. I don't know how they're going to remake The Lion King, but with just animals. Like, it, it just in my mind I couldn't visualise it it didn't compute I didn't, it didn't make sense hmm. having watched it I, I I thought yeah this just looks like The Lion King again I enjoy The Lion King I probably will watch it <laughs> <laughs> you know I, it looked it looked good to me um, yeah there's this whole thing about like a lot of people a lot of like the internet buzz tend to be this is amazing but it looks very weird with this photorealistic mm, animals yeah. and I, I do kind of agree with that to an extent um, but here's the, here's the thing a lot of people are complaining about Scar's voice in this because a lot <laughs> of people it's not Jeremy because Irons. it's not Jeremy Irons, bro. <laughs> and to the fact that they even went and got um, oh god James Earl Jones to come back and yeah. reprise Mufasa, I still stand by this. They should have got Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. Him being Mufasa would have been absolutely incredible. But anyway, obviously James Earl Jones, there is no other, so no, that's he fine. Is, he is the daddy of all voiceovers. Exactly, and even in the trailers, they're repeating beat for beat stuff that we remember yeah. and know and hold dear. So why go on such a different tangent when it? comes to how they're treating um how they're treating scar in this i don't know but um, i'm excited yeah yeah i mean I, I think it looks good i mean i do get a feeling that we maybe could watch the end of it and be like yeah it's just the lion king again yeah but john favreau but, but be impressed oh yeah john yeah, yeah yeah like the guy he done jungle book amazingly yeah. he's you know he's in good company and that cast absolutely chuffing stella the whole world was like oh my mm. god that's beyonce we haven't even heard her speak yet yeah i mean is it out in may Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm looking forward. I will go see it, and I probably will go see it in the cinema as well. Oh yeah, definitely. And you saw a bit of a uh, bit of in the in the oh, what's it called? Um, Lion sleeps tonight with yeah. Seth Rogen. His mum yeah. tweeted him. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I was like, oh, you, you, oh, I'm really impressed. You'll see or something like that. It's like, thanks, mum. I was like, that's brilliant because <laughs> all our mums would do the same thing. <laughs> oh, very, very, very true, very true. And obviously, Donald Glover's going to be voicing young Simba. Yeah. Uh, we haven't heard him in this yet, and we'll talk about it in later on because we're doing a review of his new film. Mm. Uh, Guava Island but uh, I mean yeah I, I'm pretty hyped for this and just to wrap off the news it's going to lead into our feature later on um, Greece. what's your take on Greece? not the country the musical I, I uh, do you know what for me it's in the same criteria as Sound of Music and this is going to suddenly <laughs> upset a lot of people I don't like either of them I'm, I'm not a big musical not fan big, to be honest I think it might be one of those films that as a kid I mean, there are some musicals I really like. I like Les Mis. I, I thought that was a really good you know, option of it. I like a uh, version of it. I really like, um, uh, what's the barbershop one? Sweeney Todd. Oh, I, yeah. I really like that. Um, but I, I think maybe as a kid, it was one of those films that just got overwatched. You know, like yeah. my mum put on Sound of Music and my sister's like Grease. And it's just like, ugh. Like, the storyline is like, they fell in love over the summer and then they stopped and then they started. I don't. I, I, I don't I'm care. Like, more of the I story. Wear a leather jacket and smoke, and you'll get your your fella. Get, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh, yeah, it's... just. I, I get it's a staple of you know everyone loves to sing along with it. Everyone you know it's it's a fifty well, not fifties at all, but fifties in inverted commas sort of nostalgia like, retro that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah, I get that. I get that, but mate, this does not excite me at all. I won't watch it. I don't want to watch it. I'm yeah. not even for this pod. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> so what James is <laughs> alluding to is that um, there's going to be a prequel based on the Sam Summer Loving. Now here's 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 my my film critic 
tip to the cap of why I don't think this is a particularly good idea. Nothing to do with the fact that I didn't particularly like Grease and everything else. I'm just thinking more impartially about this in terms of the original film does not hold up now by 2019 standards, right? In terms of young people that this film was trying to encapsulate were quite boring. Their thing was go to the cinema together and have a drag race to settle a dispute. Yeah. Basically, it's it's the Fast and Furious. And um, And it was... Uh, I might be remembering it wrong, but it felt a little bit like she was property to be won. Yeah. You know, which is not really in keeping with like, the why, standards why, yeah. and ideals of today. But what we can say is that, you know, for better or worse, that film had a time period. Yeah, and it had yeah, a place in people's You can't judge it on today's standards, but I don't understand how you're going to make a film... So why go back and make a prequel That's it, yeah, yeah. where the whole concept is basically you, you've got the story in the song Summer Loving, right? Yeah. They met each other on holiday. Yeah. Uh, it happened Danny, so fast. Danny says to his mates, don't, please don't, please don't say tell me more as well. <laughs> um, Danny says to his mates, she's pretty easy. Yeah. She says to her friends, nothing happened and you don't yeah. know what the truth is in between yeah. of that and they basically bit of column A bit of column B yeah who knows <laughs> who wants to see that in a film Yeah, who wants I... to see a young John Travolta not played by John Travolta in fact no one wants to see John Travolta anymore because no. John Travolta turns out is not a particularly good guy no right? no he's not Olivia Newton-John maybe a young version of her Digi I don't know yeah. Who who's asking for this I think the answer is nobody and we've got a feature talking about prequels a bit later mm. on but I think it's fair to say that I don't I don't know if this film will be made. They've just announced it, but yeah. hey, fuck it, films get announced all the time and then people say no, we don't want it. So it might yeah. not ever exist. Um, so that's the news for this week. Anyway, up next in the Talk Films Me podcast, I went to a screening of Hellboy. This is a reincarnation of the original Del Toro movies with a new director and new lead to boot as well. Daniel, uh, sorry, David Harbour from Stranger Things is taking up the role of Big Red. Now, this film, for whatever reason, was decided to not be screened to film critics prior to its release. That's always a good sign, right? <laughs> yes, 100% can't be anything wrong with it. Well, let's, then, then here's the review. Hellboy enjoy on an island off the coast of Scotland something was summoned from the depths of hell something that would end mankind and this uh, thing you worried about did it show up oh yes you did Hellboy actually started life as a sequel to Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. It originally had the original creators involved. Unfortunately, Del Toro was too busy. His dance card was filled with other films at the time, so chose to step away. That also caused the lead, Ron Perlman, to want to step away from the Hellboy movies as well, because he basically wouldn't come back unless Del Toro was involved in the project. So that led the film studio to think about rebooting this project. They decided to reboot it in an R-rated style, with a new director and a new cast. Uh, David Harbour was cast as Hellboy and this film started production in 2017, mainly filmed in the UK and came out a couple of weeks ago. Basically this is retelling the story of Red. Uh, This goes down an R-rated route, in fact it wants you to know it's R-rated pretty much straight off the bat of the amount of swearing. Kind of like you know when Logan came out and it was like being a hey we're R-rated, we're going to say fuck loads, we might even drop the C-bomb every now and again as well. Um, Essentially, the storyline to this film is about an ancient blood queen who, back in the days, King Arthur was killed by Merlin and presumed dead up until present day. Lo and behold, she's back. Evilness pursues and she is looking to take over mankind. Uh, Hellboy himself was sent to England by that secret organisation and his father, played by Ian McShane, to investigate the odd goings going on. Uh, I don't want to go into too much more spoiler detail than that, but basically... Hellboy does a lot of travelling in this film. In fact, there is so much story in this film, it kind of goes all over the place. Uh, He ends up in Scotland, he's in Mexico, obviously in England. It's got an English director to this film, which is kind of disappointing if you actually look at the portrayal of English people in this movie. Um, You're either a cockney, hey, how you doing, apples and pears and all that sort of stuff, or you're very upper class and very British, I might say. There is even a stupid scene where the Blood Queen, who's been reincarnated, is watching Love Island. Yep, Love Island. Is that the best you could do to show British culture? Anyway, that's for another argument for another podcast. Cast-wise, as mentioned, we've got David Harbour playing Big Red himself, Hellboy. But uh, 
I was really, really stoked when this cast was done. And to be honest, David Harbour does a pretty good job with this dialogue. He does a he does a good enough job. The only problem is, obviously, you can't help but think of Ron Perlman because he literally does does embody the role. And it's a very hard mantle to carry. I think David Harbour just about pulls that off. Uh, Mila Djokovic plays uh, Neem, the Blood Queen. She's basically the typical big bad in this. Um, very forgettable performance if I'm being honest maybe she was underserved by the script I don't know Ian McShane old Lovejoy pops up everywhere he plays Trevor the father the head and founder of the BPRD obviously the secret organisation that recruits Red and all the crazy supernatural stuff that ensues from that we've got Sasha Lane playing Alice who I've got to be honest she is pretty much underserved in this film pretty underwhelming her accent's really dodgy as well she's trying to be English but also trying to be Irish and sort of flatters between the two. Uh, we got Daniel Day Kim as well in this. And you do have some other interesting actors splattered across this. But, you know, I was really hyped when I saw the trailers to this film. I remember being on this pod and saying how much this, this trailer had my soul by the balls of how much I wanted to see this. Now, this film has great moments. There are some kick-ass fights. There are some. This is a gruesome film as well, by the way. It's R-rated for a reason. It's not just the swearing, actually. There are some pretty pretty dark moments in this film but there's loads of kick-ass scenes in fact too much it's so convoluted in fact I, they had so many fight scenes and so many weird monsters for Hellboy to fight that the budget kind of got stretched in terms of the special effects um, I do not think this is going to spark a new universe of Hellboy movies if anything this might actually inspire us to want to get that third Del Toro movie which is a shame because David Harbour I do think is quite good in this film uh, the script is really poor the action like I say is enjoyable but uh, you will be thinking what if and you'll come out feeling kind of underwhelmed by the whole thing so to wrap it all up if I was going to score this movie I would have to go unfortunately 2 out of 5 the reason why is because Although there are some good moments when you put all the sum of the parts together, it really does not feel like a full film. It doesn't feel like a fledged out story. It doesn't feel like a, a coherent storyline. David Harbour kind of gets those two stars just about and it's always nice to see him and Ian McShane together in films on this. Go see it if you've got a Cineworld Unlimited card or, or an Odeon Unlimited card, but I would not go spend your hard-earned coin on this film. I do feel like we've been kind of cheated, which is kind of a shame. Um, that being said there are i'm sure it will find a cult following i'm sure that there are people out there that will generally love this film and maybe even hold it in higher regard than the original movies but unfortunately i am not that person in ron we tr uh, trust so unfortunately it is two out of five we, make we belong together you and i we do but it's not gonna work you know because i'm a capricorn and you're fucking nuts Right, Jamie, so we said over news, summer loving, had me a blast, and it happened so fast, uh, that there's going to be a prequel that we definitely do not like, and do not like the idea of this, so I want to do a feature. Uh, what prequels should never happen? And, you know, we'll probably dance around it in terms of prequels yeah. we like and all that sort of stuff. I posted the question on our Twitter account, and thanks, filmy people, you got back to me, and some of you DM'd me some interesting stuff, some of you replied back on the, the regular timeline, but mm. I'm, I'm essentially, I'm going to start off really negative, right? Okay, okay. And hit, give me your, your thoughts on this. Prequels that should have never have happened. Right? Uh -huh. Now, I'm going to go with one that's probably a subject close to your heart, so apologies for this, but why the hell did they do the prequel trilogy for Star Wars, realistically? And should it have ever existed? Yeah, I mean, I mean that was George Lucas's vision, ultimately, wasn't it? It was that to have, start off with four, five, six, wait for the technology to get there and do one, two, and three. I think he did it too early. I think if you'd done it now, the technology is there to... to to make it look better and not have Jar Jar Binks, or at least have Jar Jar Binks look better. See, I don't buy but, that. I don't buy that. That's like saying, oh, oh, I'm such a visionary. I'm so ahead of my time. Well, I else must did, go now. My planet needs me. Why else did he call it four, five, and six? Well, because he probably wrote out the nine films or yeah. wrote out a story and went, fuck, I've only got one shot. I better pick the best one. I think this is yeah. the best narrative, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe a good point, yeah. But it was odd, isn't it? It's just, you know, a bit like, you know... There is an argument that maybe it was all pre-planned, like Back to the Future, greatest trilogy ever made. Um, true, true. But, uh, yeah, I, I feel like it, it, 
it got a lot of Star Wars fans excited about a, a trilogy. Yeah, I don't, I don't, films, think, right? I don't think it was delivered well. Yeah, so. I think the third one was good though. I got I got to give props to that. I, that's, at that point, it's like a dog's been kicked so many yeah. times that you just want yeah. it to end. Of of the eleven films that have been made so far, you know, Revenge of the Sith would be in the top half without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt, yeah. I, I would actually put it fairly high. I mean, Rogue One is probably my favourite newest film ever made for the Star Really? Wars. Yeah, it's good. Star, it is good. The, of the new Star Wars era, really, really liked Rogue One. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And that's, and that's a prequel that's great, right? Yeah. And there's certain prequels of stories. And you know what? I absolutely love it when we hear of films where they've gone, oh, they're making a prequel to this. And we go, oh, we know the ending. Mm. Why are you telling us this? Mm. Oh, I don't want to fucking see this. And then you go see it and you come out yeah. and go, that is brilliant. And I was like that with Rogue One. Yeah. We might be like that with Summer Loving, yeah. but I highly chuffing doubt yeah. it. Yeah, let's talk about another trilogy that shouldn't have been a trilogy, but just because Peter Jackson got so excited and bogged down with this, he, he made it into a trilogy. The Hobbit. Like... Don't get me wrong, technology did move on a little bit, which is great. Um, yeah. But did it really need a trilogy? Like, did people really want a Hobbit film? I mean, I, I've got well, I've got very fond memories of a kid being read The Hobbit. Of a kid or being a kid? Uh, 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 being a kid. <laughs> I've got his fond memories of a kid. kid. <laughs> I used to sit there watching his father reading him the book outside in the rain. <laughs> And he, yeah, she was a good memory. Um, no, uh, yeah. Despite uh, Jamie Hannon has not been chasing children. Anyway, you were saying... Yeah, I've got, I've got fond memories of having that book read to me as a child, and it was a big old book. Um, and, and so I, I did like The Hobbit, but that might be more nostalgia than actual quality of film. Yeah. Because I can't remember a lot of it now. No, that's fair enough, fair enough. So anyway, let's not talk about the, the big blockbusters. Let's talk about some, some smaller yeah. ones. So The Exorcist... Yes. Great film, right? Like, every, it holds a place holds, in Holds up. time. Holds against time yeah. as well. And there's been, there's been sequels to it, yeah. and the studio decided to make a prequel. Now, this is quite an interesting, filmy rabbit mm. hole to go down. So, essentially what happened was an Exorcist prequel was made in 2004 mm. called Exorcist The Beginning. And yeah. um, it's it's pretty rubbish. It's unnecessary as well, isn't it's it? It's very unnecessary. It's a little bit like getting a prequel to Titanic. What's the fucking point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I and, don't need to see how the ship's built to know it's going to sink. But the irony is that <laughs> the studio saw how rubbish this film was yeah. and said stop production now, pretty much, mm-hmm. and decided to move resources and even some of the cast yeah. into making another prequel, and it was called Exorcist uh, The Dominion. And yeah. what was quite interesting was the studio went, ah, I've got an idea how we can cut our losses. We'll release both of them. And uh, <laughs> this is kind of an interesting take on, I think, the prequel to The Exorcist, called Exorcist The Beginning, is rubbish, but Dominion's actually really good. Yeah, I did like Dominion. So yeah. it's quite it's quite interesting, that one. But speaking of other prequels, like, I love I love the character Hannibal Lecter. Mm-hmm. TV show Hannibal's fantastic. Yep. Anthony Hopkins, obviously transcendent in the role. Mm-hmm. Um, even Red Dragon, when he's clearly not, <laughs> not uh, at the age he should yeah. be anymore to be playing that role. That's fine. I'm not knocking that prequel. Yeah. I'm talking about Hannibal Rising, like... Yeah, I I don't need to see that stuff, right? I didn't no. need to see him bang his auntie to find out he's a bit messed up. <laughs> and uh, I kind of got that from him meeting people that he wasn't right in the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Didn't need to see him bang his auntie and at all. The guy who plays him is just like I don't get what he does now. Like he's just a model guy. He keeps doing that same advert, going, "I'm not going to be the people they want me to be anymore." Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, we didn't want you to be Hannibal. To be fair, no, mate. no, yeah, <laughs> you're right, right. That was totally unnecessary. Did you see? Have you seen Hannibal Rising? Yeah, many years ago though. Many. Yeah, I remember. But, I remember not enjoying it at yeah. all. Yeah, I just it just seems sometimes they you get a really good franchise and they just want to push it to the nth degree. Lots and lots of prequels, lots and lots of sequels. How far can we push it until no one likes this film anymore? Yeah. You know? Richard, <laughs> so. well, speaking of films that has a billion to them and all of a sudden studios mm. decided to, to milk it, X-Men was a great example of that. Yeah. Um, yes, okay, they've done stuff with the new line of films and actually yeah. I've got to say, First Class is, is quite good. Yep. Um, Days of Future Past is is, is it pulls on the nostalgia. Yeah. As soon as Brian Singer actually gets back involved, I'm I'm pretty much turned mm. off at that point. I also think the guy's a jerk. So mm. anyway, from that perspective, but I don't want to talk about those ones. Um, there was a period in the mid 2000s, 2004 mm. to 2010, when all of a sudden Fox were like, right, 
we are going to have this big old X-Men universe of films. Mm. We're going to have a bunch of prequels. There's a Magneto movie. There's going to be a Wolverine yeah. movie. There's going to be a Gambit movie. The Gambit movie actually still is still doing the rounds now. Channing Tatum links to... I, I do like the, the idea of a Gambit movie, personally. But Oh, great character, but they, they can't do it. They, they, no. they, they've proven they can't do it. I've lost the plot with it as well. Yeah. Like my, my partner will kill me for this because she loves all the X-Men films. God knows why. Um, you know, then there are some great gemstones out of that like Wolverine was the Wolverine story was was brilliant you liked it oh uh, the Wolverine the Wolverine not yeah. Wolverine not X-Men yeah. Origins Wolverine no 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 no, no. <laughs> no the one you know and, and you know and I think we've spoken about it in the pod before about the, you know, the noir version of that that was oh my god Logan yeah Logan Logan, Logan that's the one yeah. I mean sorry yeah Logan Logan brilliant film so they've got a couple of gems within that collection but as a as a universe it's a mess and I've got no idea what the thread is yeah. At least with, you know, the Avengers and all that, you kind of got an idea of where it's going. Yeah. This, I ain't got a clue. Like, yeah, well, uh, where are we at? <laughs> never was anyone more confused than with X-Men Origins Wolverine, which, by the way, that's a fucking long title already. Yeah. Because they had this idea, as mentioned before, of a concept of there was going to be a series of films called X-Men Origins, and the first one was Wolverine. They had a bunch of others lined up, and I remember watching Wolverine, and actually before it was meant to come out, because I got a dodgy copy of it, and it was terrible <laughs> but um that was such an unnecessary movie and yeah. there was nothing what did what did we learn really about mm. hugh jackman as wolverine not really much oh, uh, was that, that was, that's where it went through the whole adamantium and to his like it's crafting yeah but we all knew we it, knew it. We everyone knew it. knows it. everyone um, who watched those films because it's been referred to several hundred times yeah they've even done a backdoor version of that in yeah. um days of future past that's right yeah so it's it, it, totally unnecessary yeah and i mean the only thing the only reason why that film should exist now now in hindsight is because it birthed deadpool as we know him now yeah. and ryan reynolds yeah. even goes back in time yeah. and sabotages himself from appearing yeah. in that film which i find absolutely Deadpool. Fucking hilarious. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, let's, let's talk about prequels we like. So yeah. um, we mentioned Rogue One already, but mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, we reviewed it for the podcast um, last year. The Nun, the yeah. prequel to... Mm-hmm. I suppose it's, it wasn't meant to be. It was meant to be a spin-off, but actually it ended up being a prequel yeah. to, um, to the Conjuring universe. And i got to say, I loved that. We really enjoyed that. Yeah, film, yeah, 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 yeah. We came away from that. Yeah, we came away from that really getting a good buzz from it wasn't it it was a little bit jumpy which we're not very jumpy people but we did jump a little bit like yeah there wasn't much wrong with that film i was at an event with colin harvey the Mm. director and it was literally just before we it was the week before you and me went to go see the nun oh right yeah and um i think the only thing i said to him was you're right mate i was like yeah "Yeah." i was like looking forward to seeing it he goes oh i hope you do yeah yeah i I really wish if i ever see him again i could just be like you know what i really did did like it I hope you Good had that you. conversation because I did like it. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Colin. <laughs> what you got next? Uh, but yeah, I think there's definitely yeah, there's something charming about revisiting that stuff. Yeah. Um, another prequel which I actually really like, which I know a lot of people probably don't, is uh, I I really like the Mummy movies, the Brandon Fraser yeah, yeah, Mummy yeah. movies. Yeah. I, I think they're good. I think they're charming movies. They're yeah. adventure films. I, I really like Brendan Fraser as a. Is it Brendan Fraser? Yeah. So, yeah. I really like him as an actor. He's like, a great actor. George of the Jungle. Yeah, Bloody yeah. brilliant. Uh, and then he just disappeared, didn't he? Yes. Um, yeah, there is, there's a negative reason oh, for that. He, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, but he, he's yeah, he's now yeah. finding his feet again as an actor, so so great. Hopefully oh, we'll hope see him. I so, because I think he was a cracking actor. Really enjoyed him. Yeah. He had that serious and funny sort of He nice could mix. pull off slapstick, but also severity. Yeah, right? and, it, and that's a hard thing to pull off. Yeah, 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 really definitely. Anyway, it's not talk about Brandon Sorry. Fraser. I really liked The Scorpion King. <laughs> oh the CGI that was terrible well, it, was, it was first like, right, everyone takes terrible. a piss out of that film but it introduced us properly to The Rock yeah. like, I know yes we all knew him from wrestling but that was the first time we saw him as an actor properly I mean it wasn't an awful film but the CGI was terrible if you go back and look at that cast listing that fucking cast listing for the Scorpion King <laughs> it's absolutely incredible but the CGI it just like it was so, it was of its time it right its, time. it's comparable to Waterworld and that was a piece of shit what <laughs> <laughs> oh my word I can't believe you just said that there's no CGI in that my friend he just built the world's biggest pool and that's why it lost money oh okay fair enough fair enough fair enough Kevin Cosner's swimming pool is why that film wasn't good but uh, but no I, I, Scorpion King I, I genuinely really like uh, we okay. talked about it before with, um, with Hannibal Rising about what we didn't like but I really liked mm. Red Dragon yeah, I love the. Uh, it's one of those times where I can push my glasses up my nose and go. Actually, I read the book before I saw the film, Ooh. and uh, the TV show adaptation of that, mm. 
obviously took some some yeah. creative license of that to make it into a TV show format, but I, I really yeah. liked it. And obviously, Star Wars Rogue One, mm. that's a, how you make a prequel. That is yeah. how you make a story. That, that I mean, exciting. That, I would I would say almost Rogue One was what I wanted the other Star Wars films to be. It had that sense of hope, despair, you know, that is a great mix of stuff. But talking about one prequel, uh, which maybe I don't know if you've, how you feel about it, but the um, Harry Potter series, obviously, yeah. we were a little bit older than, hey, than, it, than the launch of it, weren't we? we, you know, we hey, there's people our age who have Pokemon yeah. cards, so yeah, oh, yeah, we're true. obviously, yeah, people aren't adverse to, to yeah. stepping out of their age balance. But it, it, it wasn't too much beyond, you know, we were late teens, weren't we, when, when the, the Harry Potter trilogy uh, series Yeah, I think we really were like 16 off. when yeah. the first film came out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, I did read all the books, so... <laughs> push my glasses up my nose now <laughs> although I don't think that's one to be proud of maybe I don't know I read all the books before watching the films but you know the whole Magical Beasts movies that came out and obviously the Grimwald film as well that's come out as well those two films I thought they were really good sort of prequel sort of story te- there's sort of spin-off prequels yeah sort of they've got their own life the only yeah. thing is I really wish and I am a massive fan of J.K. Rowling not necessarily as an author I don't really read her stuff but I'm I'm a fan of her as an activist yeah she's brilliant yeah. from that perspective she but doesn't take any crap either. she does take any crap but why do you keep dropping more like do, do we really need to sexualise wizards do you know what I mean? Like, oh, he was gay and he had a relationship with someone. Oh, that's cool. Oh. But they don't they don't actually show it in the film. So yeah. why why be such an activist? For... Oh, you mean about Dumbledore? Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think she was probably more doing that to upset those who were like so dead against it, you know. Cause I think, yeah, that's you know, true. That's it got true. a lot of backlash, didn't it, from certain sectors of society who didn't like the occult being... You know, thought of like heartedly, yeah, but, but the and they're the they... same sort of people that maybe don't like homosexuality. And J.K. Rowling saw an opportunity to <laughs> you... go. Here's two fingers up at you. Yeah, but do those two <laughs> fingers up at you? Not in the way you're thinking. Uh, <laughs> in the films, like why? Why was yeah. Jude Law actually being mm. the the Dumbledore that yeah. J.K.'s then saying? Uh, but maybe maybe it does go that way. I mean, I've not seen any of the stage plays either because obviously there's been a few spin-offs of the stage. Yes, plays. yeah, which apparently so, is fantastic. Uh, I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, we don't review theatre, so. I don't know. Talk, talk, talk theatre to, <laughs> to me. Oh, so I like that. Yeah. Uh, today in the theatre, I got to see Mousetrap. See, that's exactly <laughs> why we don't do it because that's our connotation of you have to put on a posh accent. Yeah. Saying that, we should get Jamie of the West End fame to yeah, actually definitely. do that. That would be pretty awesome. But uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with you in terms of I enjoy those films. The only thing I didn't mm. enjoy it about, I, didn't, I don't like Johnny Depp playing the lead as, not the lead, but becoming... What's the guy? Voldemort? I can't remember yeah. Voldemort. Um, oh, Grindelwald. Like, oh, Grindelwald. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, but a prequel that I I actually love, uh, holds dear in my heart, actually, is I really like Prometheus. Oh, um, yeah. Prometheus was really good, actually. I did like that. A lot of people were pissed at it because they mm. heard, oh, it's supposed to be its own thing. Yeah, yeah. And it was its own thing. And for better or worse, people loved, either loved it or hated it. It was part of that it. bigger universe, wasn't it? Yeah. And then, yeah. They, and then it's almost like Ridley Scott rolled back on his own premise of going actually I'm just going to make it about aliens again yeah. and I'm going to stick with the xenomorph and I'm going to really go for that and literally the sequel to that was Alien Covenant which yeah. is like oh you've gone back to the alien folklore on that um, so we talked about prequels we hate prequels we love and I thought it'd be interesting to talk about prequels I would like to see or the concept of Anyway, you know that musical Grease? No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things I thought would be kind of cool is that uh, Men in Black International comes out yep. quite soon. We're hopefully be reviewing that soon. Is that Will Smith in that again? Uh, I, th- I reckon he's going to do a cameo. Okay. But um, no, it's that's uh, Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. Tessa oh, Thompson, awesome. one of the most talented people on the fucking planet. Yeah, um, definitely. I would love to see a prequel to that, but not a pre- another prequel in terms of... The Men in Black just in the 80s or something, okay. which is, I didn't think they fucking done, didn't they? Men in Black the 3. three yeah. yeah, but I would like to see a prequel where it's first contact. It's the mm-hmm. first time a government agency finds out there is intelligent life and they need to form the mm-hmm. Men in Black and decide that the Earth is yeah. better off not knowing that. I think that's an interesting story. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, one I'd quite like to see, and I don't think it can be done now because it's too late, is an origin story of the Italian job. Like, you know, they've got a lot of criminal masterminds they're working together you know I'm talking yeah. about the original one yeah here. yeah um, and I, I just think it'd be great to see how they all got their reputations and their skill sets and came together eventually to form the Italian job uh, but 
there's no way you could do that now. <laughs> They're no. all too old or dead. <laughs> uh, so you know Michael Caine, but I'll still do it. You know, yeah. it'll be quite funny if you just de-age me. Yeah, you're only supposed to blow the bloody... <laughs> <laughs> and no, I'm an OZ neighbour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of certain set of skills, I know he's pretty much blown it with the Taken trilogy, <laughs> but I would love to have seen some yeah. form of how he got those certain set of well, skills. You you can find out, my friend. Can you? Because there's a TV series called Taken on Amazon. Is that a prequel? Mm, talks oh, about really? him as a as a young man developing the skills, working. So he came back from the army. Really, really good. I think I mentioned it in a, in a pod many, many years. Well, many months ago. Um, really good. Really worth watching. Oh, okay. Well, there yeah. we go. It, it's already happened. Um, I'll tell you something that I would like to see, which I is kind of contradictory to some things I may have moaned about in the past. Um, I don't like the sequels to The Matrix. I think The Matrix is a brilliant film yep. and I think the promise is always better than the delivery in terms mm-hmm. of when you see Neo fly through the sky and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. We knew there was an interesting backstory of humanity losing to yep. the machines. Yep. Now, there is actually a spin-off slash collection of stories called The Animatrix. If you haven't seen it, I highly, highly recommend it, especially if you're into your manga and stuff, mm. or just general animated features. It was a collection of short stories about the Matrix lore in terms oh, okay. of here's a story about... And it's, I think it's like 10 stories, about 20 minutes long each, mm. and some of those uh, parts actually did allude to the history of mankind from how did we get from where we are now to a point where machines have taken over mm-hmm. I would love to see it in a live action film I think that would be a really compelling film I've just, I've just had a thought mate Go what on. if Terminator <laughs> is the prequel to the Matrix Skynet is the reason why this happens and it all comes together well actually Skynet <laughs> is an, an is an anagram anagram of um, of Neo being the one it's not, but now you're thinking of it. <laughs> but another another sort of how it happens sort of thing. Like I keep praying that we're going to get a Danny Boyle return to the 28 Days Later franchise. I don't oh, think that's ever going to happen. Yeah, because we were waiting for yeah 28 days, 28 weeks. Where's the 28 months, 28 years? Well, that's I'd like to see the 28 hours of oh. the 28 hours of the infection spreading through London mm. and how does it go from a populated city to a yeah. vast, you know, deserted Elephant's Graveyard yeah I mean there's a really good series of, uh, well I say really good series there's a series on Netflix at the moment which is above average <laughs> called <laughs> well, Black, and that's yeah. a recommendation yeah <laughs> called uh, Black Summer and it's basically about the it's a few weeks after it's like six weeks after uh, a zombie outbreak uh, so the zombies are still quite fast animated you know a lot of people get infected people are just realising that actually they've still got the virus if they die naturally they're still going to turn in to zombies worst ending ever don't spoil it. it. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it. Worst thing ever. It's just eight series episodes long, I think, and the first three or four are really suspenseful, really, really good. It gets worse as it goes on. But it's that sort of idea of that that outbreak, because I think we all like the story behind that, don't we? Like, what what you know, what mistakes did they make? What, what process did they go well, through? Well, yeah, I think for me, and you and me, are, we differ in opinion on this, mm. is that I, I hate... I love knowing how we get there. I don't care once we've got there. What I mean by that is, like, The Walking yeah. Dead... I absolutely loved it up until the point where mm. society is so far removed from what original society yeah. was that it's basically Game of Thrones yeah. with zombies, right? And Whereas I like the the whole building of society. You again, like to see how, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm only interested in how it happened. Yeah. But once it's happened, I don't. I'm I'm, I'm done. Yeah. And. I believe that there are some really interesting stories to find. I love zombie outbreak films where yeah. it's like the, the first day or yeah. the first week. It's like Fear the Walking Dead was really good for that, wasn't it? Because that was exactly. very early on. Yeah, on yeah, yeah. And cracking yeah. TV series. Yeah, yeah actually. And, yeah. Uh, it's kind of weird how AMC have decided to really go balls deep in all these different variants. Yeah. Now you've got a new Walking Dead show coming out. Yeah. Fear the Walking Dead's in its fourth season now, I think. Yeah, it's on four. But they... Spoiler alert. Oh, uh, that, did they finish it? Uh, well, they, they kill off the main actress... But they, they said it wasn't done, but there was such a backlash because she was you know, a middle-aged female actress. You've literally it. spoiled the show by describing the character. I said, I said spoiler alert. Okay, 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 that's fine, um, that's fine. But, you know, she she is, uh, there's a lot of backlash because obviously there's a thing about Hollywood, isn't there, at the moment, killing off middle-aged female actresses and not using them. You know, they don't have as long a shelf life as maybe Mao actors. Which isn't <laughs> but right. don't worry, David Morrissey just walks in and yeah. just goes, I'll take the paycheck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But she was brilliant. Oh, she's fantastic. Show. So, so it's yeah, a shame yeah. she, they killed her off, really. But um, 
yeah, she's she's yeah. It's interesting, even though because like, apparently viewership is is declining on Walking Dead, even though they're really trying to. And yeah. They've got these new films in the work of Andrew yeah. Lincoln, as we've mentioned on previous pods. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of like I say, I like to see how stuff happens, and yeah. with that in mind, Escape from New York. Hear me out. Yeah. A prequel movie about how Manhattan becomes that prison when the world yeah. decides it this- needs that prison that big. Yeah, and that Australia was a really good blueprint print for the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because that worked well. Uh, <laughs> but I'd love to see see that. I think there's something really interesting in that. Yeah, I mean, but it's a real shame because I think there's a generation of people that have never seen Escape to LA, Escape from LA, or Escape from New York. Mm. Both amazing films with Kurt Russell in them, and highly, highly recommend people go and watch those. Well, I also put the question out on Twitter and a few people got back to us. Um, Akin replied back and said, Gremlins, that'll be a fucking interesting... Well, that is in where they came from. Yeah, or just like a bit more... Cool. Finding out a bit more from that. You can't really know anything about them, do you? No, not really. Just don't, don't get feed them wet them. and don't feed them after midnight. That would be pretty awesome. In fact, Gremlins is an awesome Christmas movie. Yeah. In oh, fact, yeah. that is it. The talk film with me Christmas special this year is going to be Gremlins. Thank you, Akin. You have inspired us. Ah, oh, this guy called Sash has replied to us as well. And uh, he... Oh, Jerry loved this. John Wick, just with a slightly de-aged Keanu Reeves. Does Keanu Reeves age? Neither does him and <laughs> Paul Rudd. Yeah. Like, just don't seem to age. No. Uh, do you know what I realised the other day? Paul Rudd. You know that Romeo and Juliet, Leonardo DiCaprio film? Yeah. Paul Rudd's in that. Really? Yeah, he's um, Paris. That means nothing to me. He's, but... he's, he's the one that Juliet's supposed to marry. Oh, really? Yeah. He's Amazing. And he's dressed as a spaceman. You know, everyone... <laughs> he's dressed as a spaceman. He's <laughs> in a costume party. There yeah. we go. Back to, back yeah. to astrophysics yeah. somehow. But um, what I love the fact is that everyone was talking about Robert Downey Jr.'s 50th birthday. Mm. The other day, and rightfully so. The guy's a fucking genius. He's a god. Hello be yeah. his name. But also, Paul Rudd turned 50. And people were like... But how is this? You're you're so youthful. Edgar Wright tweeted saying um, he lives off the blood of virgins. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, but so yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree. John Wick is a classic yep. film. I love the world that has opened up that we've got with John Wick. Mm. I don't. I'm not ready for it to end with chapter three. I really hope it doesn't. Yep. That'll make a great TV show actually. Another dog doesn't die, does it? No, he's got he's got assassin dogs now. Yes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Another person that tweets to us quite often is a girl called Seek. She wanted to talk a bit about a prequel to Guardians of the Galaxy focused around focused around Yondu, which oh, okay. uh, I, I, I could dig that, man. That'd be yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, like, franchise, I'll call it for now, and keep using that word, but that is, everyone's enjoyed those films. They're great films, and I think they could probably build on that success. Done right, which they have done so far, yeah. Definitely could do a few spin-offs on that. Oh, prequels. yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. definitely. I don't think people are ready for Yondu to, to be gone, really. No. i got to say, I fucking cried in that. I feel I was in the cinema with you, you watching were. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I saw some tears rolling oh, When, when he's like, Yondu, no. And you're like, you're right, man. I was like, yeah, I'm fine, mate. I'm fine. <laughs> fine. I'm just speaking about Blue Man Group. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there are a couple of things. One, you kind of see this whole OG... Guardians thing with yeah, Sylvester Stallone is one of them for Christ's yeah. sake. Yeah, you, know, you don't cast people like that without it without hopefully leading leaving seeds in there. I would love for some prequel film where it's Yondu with Sly and I think Michael Rosenbaum is also yeah, like one of the characters right. as well. Yeah. Also Mighty Cyrus was voicing one of them. It was really random as hell. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I think that would be a great film. Also, you saw clips where Randomly, you know, when like Peter is having those moments of thinking about how he can channel his heart to yeah. control the planet, and it showed some clips. Yeah. One of them hilarious of him and Rocket just flying in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> but there was also only a blink and you miss it moment of Yondu with obviously a young actor they've, yeah. they've got into. I imagine they film more scenes, but cut it out of the film, of uh, him showing Peter how to shoot. And mm. I can imagine there's some really hilarious stories to be told of a young Earth boy with. Yeah. With Yondu, who never tried Terran before, um, yeah. you know, protecting him from the the other guys. That would yeah. be a great film. Yeah, sort of like it'd be quite a heartwarming story as well, wouldn't it? Because it'd be like this hard exterior, but actually, really cares about this young boy. Yeah. Well, he said he just couldn't eat him and he was small and could steal stuff. But yeah. but anyway, well, thanks for that, guys. And if anyone else has got ideas for prequels that you love, prequels that shouldn't exist, or or create your own prequel, uh, get in talk, get in contact with us. It's like a build your own adventure. I like that. Create your own prequel. 
Please don't send those to us. <laughs> <laughs> Saying that, the play your own thing just to go off on a fucking tangent. Yeah. Um, have you seen they've done a Bear Grylls thing on Netflix? Oh, I have. I haven't been brave enough to press it because it looks terrible. Oh, no. It's literally just like, right, so I've got a raw egg here or I've got a steak. What do you want me to eat? Oh, okay, you want me to eat the raw egg, so I'm just going <laughs> to eat. Should I eat it with the shell? Or with... Oh, you want me to eat with the shell? <laughs> it's literally like Rick and Morty interdimensional cable of just, Bear, come on, mate. You've really sold out here yeah. I know like the whole the whole mystique is gone now in terms yeah. of yeah. Uh, you do stay in hotels yeah. so should like, I go back and stay in the hotel or camp out in the wild yeah. oh you want me to camp out in the wild I'll just turn the camera off now yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what Darren Brown should do like a big experiment of this oh select your own ending so imagine it being like a you have one choice let the man live or you've select die okay you're all murderers <laughs> but I bet he could do it in a way Darren Brown where there'd only be one route people would take yeah oh yeah yeah because he is a wizard he is a wizard he is a wizard <laughs> I'm a man of science Maybe. but that man is a wizard he is a wizard very much true anyway on that if you've got ideas for prequels or or want to talk some more, more about prequels or just talk filmy in general get in contact with us on twitter at talkfilmy2.com Streaming gems. Got an unexpected streaming gem, but unexpected, but very, very welcomed. Uh, Donald Glover, you know, for those who don't know, I am a chuffing massive fan of him. I went to go see him as Childish Gambino a couple of weeks ago at the O2. Absolutely stellar. And um, he's actually retiring the persona, similar to David Bowie oh, with okay. Ziggy Stardust yeah, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. And he decided that he was going to retire his live performance of this character at an event called Coachella. For those of you who don't know, it's basically an awesome festival in America. Fire Festival tried to rip it off. Let's not go down there. Um, And as he was about to approach the stage, Amazon Prime dropped a film. Uh, It's a Charles Gambino film. It's called Guava Island. It's actually written and directed by the guy... It was written by Donald Glover with his brother, but it's actually directed by the guy who does his music videos. He's worked with him at Atlanta. Great, great cast. Rihanna, as well as Latina Wright, who's in Black Panther. She also absolutely smashed it at the BAFTAs this year. Literally, we'll be talking about her for years. Mm. And it's it's a short film, okay? It's only about an hour long. It's got songs from his new album, mm. which is... Think of it as a... A lot of people say this, think of it as a visual album. I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. I would say it's a, a small art house style film. And uh, for people who are proper into their art house might hear that and go, what the fuck are you on about, Adam? But in my opinion, it's it's kind of along those lines. The narrative behind this is that it's based on a small little island called Guava Island, where Donald Glover's character is basically a street performer. He's got a missus, played by Rihanna, and it's... Lucky, lucky. Lucky, yeah, well, to be fair, <laughs> you're going right, this is my film. Yeah, yeah, this is about me. Uh, who do you want to be your wife? Rihanna? <laughs> yeah, why not, why not? But um, <laughs> If she says no, I'll have... I don't know, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> make a list. <laughs> and uh, essentially, on this island, uh, there's a, a, a corporate organisation that runs the island mm. and makes everyone work every day of the week. And uh, Donald Glover's character is going to put on a music festival mm-hmm. as a way to take people out of the, the crappy mundane of their lives to enjoy life and, and live, for, you know, have fun on this island. And... And the sort of narrative point is that everyone lives in paradise, but no one can afford to live there. And there's some political undertones to it. It is peppered by songs, um, some really great versions. There's, there's a cracking banger of This Is America done like in an actual factory and just amazingly well. There's some new songs peppered in there, some new songs from his gigs recently. If you've been to them, you, you would have heard them. And I I may be a bit biased towards this. I mentioned before, I'm a massive fan. I love the music already. I generally think this is genius. I do think some people will watch this and go, this is the most pretentious fucking thing I have ever seen. How, you know, how much yeah. big headed must you be, Mr. Glover to, to put this film together. Yeah. Um, it also goes in a very weird direction. Uh, it's very inspired by a few things. I think if you know the story of Bob Marley, there's been a few times where Bob Marley has uh, literally been in similar situations as Donald Glover's character in this. Um, but I, I can't really... I don't want to give too much of the, the storyline away. I really, really like this film. I mm-hmm. think it is a great watch if you're a fan of his music. If you're a fan of Donald Glover, you're going to love this. Yeah. A few things to sort of in the negative column, though, is that you've got Rihanna... She's a great actor. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've seen her in Ocean's 8, she's fantastic. Yeah, she's even good. good in Battleship, to be fair, and that yeah. film fucking sucks. Yeah. But um, she's, she's, yeah, she doesn't really have too much to work with. Yeah. And neither does um, Letita in this as well, unfortunately. But um, it's a visual, it's supposed to be a visual album, right, to an extent. Mm-hmm. 
Why doesn't she sing? She doesn't sing in this film. What? You're kidding me. They don't actually use like half of her talent. Yeah. Like she, she's obviously. A, she might have made that choice herself. You know, maybe. Like, I can imagine it's really hard as an act, as a, as an actor who was a singer, to not be typecasted into roles where you're singing all the time. And maybe she's trying to. Hey, it worked for Lady Gaga. Yeah, valid point. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, but it's, it's they're not. I don't think they utilised her at all in this film. That being said, um, it goes with an interesting narrative. Three quarters of the way through this film, you're thinking, this is brilliant, I don't want it to end, I love it, give me more bangers, give me more tunes, give me more really interesting comedy narratives yeah. in this as well. There's something really charming about the whole thing. And then it abruptly ends, because oh. it's only 57 minutes long or whatever. Oh. Um, I'm going four out of five. I really, really enjoyed wow. it. Amazon Prime have done very, very well to get the, the rights to distribute this film. I only think it's available for 20 days. I don't know what's going to happen to it. I don't know if it then goes onto another streaming service or then you have to buy it or whatever. So get on your Amazon Prime and you know and, and stream it. Give it a go. Sounds good. And it might open up a few world of looking at the other things the creators have made in this. So if you mm. like Atlanta, you probably there's nothing to compare it to, but the, the art direction is, is kind of got some similar inspirations to it. And Donald Glover is literally the most talented motherfucker on the planet. In my opinion, the bloke can do no wrong. And this is just another thing to add to his bow of amazing things. So there you have it. Guava Island, four out of five, available on Amazon. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to this as much as we've enjoyed making it, please click on the like, follow, subscribe, whatever button it is that you get more content from Talk Film It's Me. We also have a new feature. Every Monday on our Twitter account, we drop the Talk Film It's Me playlist. It is literally a list for Spotify of bangers from the pictures. Every week we release a track, uh, a playlist of 18 or so songs, taking from some of our favourite films and favourite filmy moments. Uh, loads of people are following. In fact, I was a bit disappointed to see that more people followed that than downloaded the podcast last week <laughs> but anyway that being said you know, get on it give it a listen and give us some suggestions because it, it's getting hard already to find <laughs> my heart goes on we'll go, goes on we'll eventually make the list we don't want that <laughs> no 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 yeah, yeah exactly exactly anyway Mr Hannon always a pleasure buddy how can people find you, you can find me on Twitter at Mr Hannon in space Hannon in space uh, the next pod will be dropping on Friday uh, I've got a couple of guests on it I'm, it is the pod before endgame so it's basically talking about the hope and dreams and some interesting tidbits in between of that um, and you know just to get the dates in the diary so the next pod will be released it'll be pre-end game the next one will be post-end game it'll, it won't be a spoiler reaction it'll just be a general review and then following that will be a spoiler special specifically dedicated to everything Avengers Infinity War post-end game there'll be some awesome giveaways to give away uh, we've got some awesome Funko stuff to do which is awesome uh, but anyway keep following the account keep downloading stay filmy till next time we're down in the basement we'll lock the cellar door and baby talk filmy to me